You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to Love Talk Live. Today I have with me two very extraordinary, very accomplished women. And this is Pam Siegel and Leslie Zimberg. And we're going to be talking about something a little different today we haven't talked about on the show yet. I love talking about new things. And it's really essentially, because we talk about love, the love of our grandchildren, right? <laughs> yes, and, yes. And the relationship with them. So Pam and Leslie have written a book. It's going to be coming out around December, but pre-order. You can pre-order it on Amazon right now. Uh, we were told that it was going to come out December 2nd, but today we were told that it may come out earlier, around November 15th. Bottom line is that you can get it on Amazon right now. You can pre-order it right now. And the <clears throat> name of the book is called Grandparenting, Renew, Relive, Rejoice. 52 Ways to Mindfully Connect and Grow with Your Grandkids. And our station manager was hopefully going to be posting a picture of it so you can see the beautiful artwork. It truly is a beautifully laid out book. I mean, the colors and the, the visions. Thank the you. Quotes Thank you. Thank I love you. it. So I'm gonna, just going to start with reading your bios so that people can get a sense of who are these people that wrote this amazing book. So Pam Siegel. That's me. MPH, <laughs> MFT. What is MPH? Master's in Public Health. Oh, Master's in Public Health. And MFT is a licensed marriage family therapist in private practice in West Los Angeles. She has a master's in health education from UCLA and an additional master's in counseling from California State University, Northridge. She is a certified mindfulness therapist and implements meditation and other mindfulness tools to help her clients with a variety of issues. For over 12 years, Pam has led a weekly mindfulness support group. She is actively involved in the mindfulness and yoga community and has her own daily practice and website, PamSiegel.com. Pam is a member of the California Association of Marriage Family Therapists. Love it. Leslie Zunberg has a BS in elementary education from the University of Texas at Austin and has co-written two... <laughs> Go Texas. Go Badgers. <laughs> um, although I actually went to Boston University, but Badgers is kind of like my family. Um, has co-written two successful parenting books, The Pink and Blue Baby Pages, written in 1995, and The Pink and Blue Toddler Pages, written in 1999. Both <coughs> books were featured in national publicity campaigns with appearances on The Today Show, QVC, and local television and radio segments across the country. Also, Leslie is the co-founder of the grandparent website, grandparentslink.com. So let's just, let's roll in. We're gonna cover lots of topics today. But I think that it would be helpful for the viewers to kind of hear the story. How did you guys meet? How did you come up with this concept? And how do you want to inspire people? Well, we first met through our mutual friend, um, Jan Platt. And Jan was a really close friend of both of ours. And she was very, she got very ill. And um, through the process of her not being well, we all kind of banded around her, and we got very close. So we started our friendship that way. I knew you, but I didn't know you that well. Right, yeah. right. Um, our kids had gone to some of the same schools, but 
we really didn't know each other that well. And it was through Jan that we became really good friends. And then um, at the same time, I started with my website, grandparentslink.com. And I knew that Pam was specializing in mindfulness. And I asked her one day if she would write an article on mindfulness. And she did, and it was fabulous. And our readers really flipped for it and really liked it. And then somehow or other, everybody kept saying, why don't you write a book on mindfulness with grandparents? And we said, why not? Having no idea it was going to take us a while to quite, put it together. Quite a few years. Yeah, quite a few years because we worked really hard on the book. Um, and then we became better and better friends because basically as we were working, we it was like a therapy session. And we became so much more cognizant of mindfulness. I became much more cognizant of mindfulness that Pam made may help me. And we have bonded over our grandchildren and bonded over this book. So it's kind of a love story. It's, tr it's <laughs> truly been a labor of love, yeah. for sure. Um, I'm going to piggyback on what she said. Um, I was actually about, it's about 12 years now, I was going through an intensive mindfulness training. And that was even before my grandkids were born. So I was kind of getting ready to kind of understand really what it meant. And then I, and then I, and everybody told me, people that had grandkids ahead of us, said, oh my God, there's nothing like your grand, wait, wait, wait until they're, you're just, this relationship. And I was like, okay, I didn't really get it. But then with the mindfulness training, and then I met Leslie and she said, write this article. So it really kind of all came together. And, mm -hmm. and I think having the background in mindfulness has really made these relationships that much more special for yes, both of absolutely. us. absolutely. And yeah. it's been a labor of love for us, for sure. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> One of the things that I'm just picking up on is that you two both have a really, just a young spirit. And I feel like I have not written this book, and I'm not an expert on this, but I'm just sensing that it just seems like having a young spirit and a, that fun spirit really helps also with absolutely. grandchildren. Oh, absolutely. You have like being to. fun and silly. Yes. And, and the whole idea, too, is that we've, which we've both processed, is that when we were raising our own children, we, I mean, I knew nothing about mindfulness. I mean, truthfully, when I look back, I was, I thought I was so great, you know, multitasking through the day, like <laughs> being totally oblivious to what was really going on. It's very different now. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 listen, I'm not, it's not, we're not 100% mindful. We just can't be. But at least we know when we're not being mindful. <laughs> You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I never so, even understood that concept before. Let's talk about mindfulness. There's a quote, really towards the beginning <coughs> of your book, and <clears throat> so I want to read this quote, and I want you guys to, like, in your words, explain what mindfulness is, because I feel like not everybody, people might use it in, a, in the wrong right. way. So let's even just introduce it. So. Um, you guys have a quote. It says, mindfulness is paying attention to what is happening in the present moment just as it is without judgment. I'm going to let that's, that's professor here John Kabat-Zinn said that, I think. But um, it's, it is. It's, it's, you, first of all, mindfulness can be practiced in, in two ways. One is you know, formal mindfulness training, like where you actually meditate and you actually go inward and you focus on your breathing and you're in the present moment. Or it can be not formal. It can be just like everyday noticing things. And that's, we have a little bit of both in our book. And really the whole idea in our, in our very fast paced <coughs> world is to 
just stop and smell the roses and, and be present and really be present with our grandkids and, and with our own lives. You know, that's kind of the essence of what it is. And just accepting the moment as it is without any judgment, without putting any value on what that means. Just so accepting it. By being present, the benefit is for people that have never heard, because like, there are some people that have never really thought about it. So by being present, the benefit. Well, you're, you're happier. You enjoy the moment. You notice the small things. It fills you in that way. You don't go along the, you know, just like oblivious to, oh my God, did I even eat that? Or I didn't even notice the beautiful mm. ocean. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you are, uh, people, their studies show that you're happier by actually noticing what's going on. Not living in the past and not living in the future. Yes, exactly. Just being exactly. Here. Exactly. Yeah. So when you're with your grandkids, it's really enjoying, it's not what's next, right. which is something that I think that, as Pam talks about um, raising our own kids, I think that there was a lot of, what's next because you're always it seems like when you're younger and you're 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 with your kids you're always in a hurry to go somewhere and that's really not what it's all about no it's really about stopping taking a few breaths and enjoying where you are and with the grandkids it's such a different experience because you're not in a hurry the same way. You don't have the same kind of responsibilities, and you usually have them for a while, and then you get the, to get to give them back to their <laughs> parents. Just when they get tired and yes, fussy. right. <laughs> but you get those moments so that you can, and you can do special things with them, and you can really take that time. And it's amazing what happens because they feel those, that, that special feeling. They yes. get it. And we have really, this has been like a long journey writing this book. I mean, I don't know how many years it's been, but I have five grandchildren. She's got two, and they were little. I mean, I, when I first met Leslie, I think Dylan was young, and she was like eight or seven? Seven. Seven. So <coughs> we have gone through all these stages mm, with them yeah. and practiced a lot of what we did in the book with our grandkids. Some successes, some not so successful. Exactly, exactly. But it's helped, I know it's helped me tremendously, personally, professionally, just to be in the moment with them and not be checking my cell phone and not be talking on the phone with friends and not being looking, you know, just being with them and saying, you know what, this is such a special moment. This is the moment we have right now. <clears throat> and I think that what, what Pam is saying is, you know, obviously so true, but you have a different, even a respect. If I call Pam and she says I'm with one of my grandkids, I go, okay, call me later. Mm. So, um, I don't want to talk to her when yeah. she's with her grandchildren. And when people call me and I'm with my grandkids, lots of times I don't pick up right. the phone. Right. Or if it's somebody in my family and I know I need to pick up, I will say, I'm, I'm with the kids and I'll call you later. Because you only have a certain amount of time to be with the grandkids too. You know, before we know it, our, it goes so fast. And so you want to enjoy that, you know, enjoy it now. Even though they're little, you know, we, we always hear that they, they're so far beyond their years. Like, so they, you, you were saying, like, they do pick up on these things. So in their own little way, subconsciously, like, they are appreciating. They really are appreciating. It, they might not say, like, thank you so much for not picking up the phone, like, <laughs> and paying attention to me. But they appreciate it. They feel loved, right? Right. Right. Well, and also their parents, a lot of times, with dual careers, I mean, they're working and they and are busy. now, oh my God, and with the cell phones, and now you can get 24-hour 
you know, emails. I mean, they see the difference because they, they are working. We are, it's a different kind of relationship. And so we want to give them that attention. I think it's really crucial. Yeah. And it's good for us too. I mean, people will say, well, thank you. And you know, truthfully, I, it's, it really is good for me. I love it for my soul. Right, it fills you up. Mm. I mean, they fill you, the laughter or what they say um, and you have about a, you anything. you have a little child also. I have a four-year-old, yeah. So you know. You know what it's like. Yeah, you the learn. belly laugh. Yeah. The belly laugh. And the things they say, the questions. Yeah. Right. And you mm -hmm. learn to appreciate. You know, it's so easy to forget how beautiful a sky is or the stars are or that crescent moon. Or, and I love it, yeah. with the kids, you can they make you appreciate it yeah, they make yeah. you see it so um it's it's a great way and it's a great way to stay young yeah you know it really is and that's what we're trying to elicit in our book because that's what grandparenting renew relive rejoice is about is to renew some of the feelings you've had with your children and renew some of the glorious things in your life and relive them and rejoice that you have this time so it's all so beautiful and and just so well done thank, thank you, you. Thank so you. you you just brought up something about non-judgment not judging and well actually you brought up something that was making me think about my grandma and how amazing of a job she did and my nana and my grandpa and my papa um, but specifically I have a very close relationship with my grandma and what really is the, the best part about it is that she loves me unconditionally and she doesn't judge me. And that brings me to, in their book, they talk about nine like underlying concepts. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna read them. Which are the tenets, of, really the tenets of mindfulness. Tenets of mindfulness, mm -hmm. okay. So, we have beginner's mind, non-judging, patience, trust, non-striving, letting go, kindness, acceptance, and curiosity. And I'm gonna read, because my favorite, if I had to choose, just like, choose fast one, which one would you choose? The one that sticks out to me, like I said, is non-judging. And there's a quote that you guys have in your book um, from Mother Teresa, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. So, if you that guys- That really spoke to you. I mean, non-judge, I've been studying it for the past few years, I understand the importance of Plus it now. Plus you felt that from your grandmother. That's yeah, and now I really give it, to my son. Right. It's wonderful. So for you guys, like with your experience, um, we can kind of touch about that and then I'd love to hear the other ones that you love talking about. But this is one of my favorite topics. It's <laughs> Non-judgment. And that's not an easy thing to do. Yes. Uh, you know. None of this is easy. No, none of it is easy. We have 52 moments where we talk about um, practice compassion, enjoy the ride, um, speak mindfully, um, and we can go on and on and on. I think that one of the ones that I love is practice compassion, which mm. is if we practice compassion, then we're teaching it to our grandchildren, and we are feeling better about ourselves, and they're feeling better about themselves. Um, so can that's talk, one of them. Can you talk about compassion also? Because I've studied compassion, and I know that when you actually study compassion and you study it in a certain way, in the mindfulness way and spiritual world, it's different than somebody just walking down the street being like, oh, I can be compassionate. So I'd love to hear from you guys about compassion. Like, how would you explain compassion so it's different than just, oh, I can feel for that person? 
Well, in the book, we have a whole bunch of different ways that, you know, that grandkids can actually practice compassion. And the thing I want to stress is that, that compassion is a muscle. You know, all, all of these things, actually, we have to practice, practice them to actually get them to actually right. resonate. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they're hard. I mean, like you said, it's not that easy. But, um, you know, modeling is a very big part of our book. We model, as grandparents, we model for our kids, the grandkids, to watch us. And if we're compassionate and model that to the stranger on the street, the homeless man, a kid at school, whoever it is, they're going to catch, they're going to pick up on that. So it's a very important, I mean, compassion is a huge part of the book. And they pick, you think? yeah, and they pick up on your tone, the manner in which you're speaking. Hmm. So they really do know if you're upset or if you're kidding. But when you are talking, if you're talking about compassion and you're talking about um, another human being that you think that you should talk about um, with them carefully and discuss it. They get it. They get it. And it's the same thing about not judging. It's so hard to to see somebody and you think you have an opinion. And you really, it's really important to keep that opinion to yourself because what you're doing is you're teach. if you're teaching them and you're giving them something to make fun of or do that's not okay so it's really about being compassionate about everybody that's around you and and when Pam says it's a muscle that's brilliant I mean it really is the thing is too I wanted I wanted to speak about the little stories that we have in our book mm -hmm. and a lot some of them of course Leslie and I we we wrote them some of them are our personal stories but then we have so many I mean so many grandparent friends that we got them on board to write their stories and that is what I think has really given the book such a human touch. I don't know if you felt that way. Absolutely. But yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about the story. There's, there's a thing on non-judgment that, you know, you, we have preconceived ideas and, and we're, we're humans and we're not perfect. So some of these stories, were like the one you wrote, I think, yeah, it was <laughs> about it was, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, you have to have buy to the, book. the book. You have to get the book. <laughs> you have to buy our book. But, but it's um, a good story. That's, those stories are really great. And also, we divided the book. I don't know if you you saw that we divided it into four sections: mm -hmm. honoring ourselves, honoring others, honoring our body, and what was the last one? I the last one is think how, how to practice. Yeah, practice. practicing. There's, but but we kind of grouped them together. So we have, um, that's kind of easier to kind of navigate the book. I think that's an important point. And what's coming to me now is I just love, and when you first told me about this book, the first thing that came to me was this genre, this population needs this book. Because I, I, I hear a lot from people in the grandparents' population Oh, it's too late to learn this. It's too late. Hmm. I'm not, you know, like, <clears throat> I'm just going to do things. I've always done it this way. But the thing is, you're not dead, you know. <laughs> you have the rest yeah, of your life of to live the most beautiful, yeah. loving life possible. And why not, like you said, as an example, show your grandchildren this beautiful way to live. Yes. Absolutely. And then they can take it with them yes. and carry you with them and carry it with them forever. So it helps, and it also mm -hmm. helps, I mean, also we, there's part of the book that we have to work on ourselves because it helps us navigate our children. And, you know, our, these are not our kids. So some of this, the, the part of the book is to actually be okay and accept the way our kids 
parent. It is, it's their life, and we can do what we can do, but we have to respect them as well. You see what I'm saying? They're Love not it. our children. So they're not our kids. And yeah. the thing is, I think that some, some grandparents have a harder time with that. I think they really get upset, and, and so I think this book will help them as well. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm laughing inside because I'm thinking, I feel like my parents do a really good job of that. I, I also, like, am intuitive, and I pick up on some things where they, <laughs> they might want to say something. But right. But they, but they respect good. our they choices. They respect your choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is a different they world. Do. I mean, we, it's not the same when we raise so our kids. So different. I mean, we Very have the organic different. and the clean eating and you guys... The cell phones and the, and the social media. And they have, you have so many things. Sleeping on do. your back as the baby. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. right. No. Sleep yeah. sacks. Yeah. Exactly. All yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. It's a totally, yeah. it's totally so different. So this is going to help them navigate, help, help grandparents navigate... The, relationship with their kids and their grandkids. <coughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And the bottom line is that, and I said this at the beginning, is that like we love talking about love on the show. And truly what your book is about and what your message is, is love. Yes. And we keep talking about non-judgment, but non-judgment, Mother Teresa, if you judge people, you, you can't love them. It's so simple. You cannot have judging and loving in the same in the same sentence. And the other thing that I think that about this book is that it's it is about grandparents and the relationship with their grandchildren. It's also about grandparents taking care of themselves too. Yes. And and we're an important we're an important part. We don't want to get lost in just being grandparents. We want them also to realize that we are individuals. We are grown-ups. We have our own life. We want them to understand all of that, too. So the book is learning mindfulness yourself and learning to practice it with your grandchildren. It's for both sets. Yes. So how, this is, I love this concept, how do you, how do you teach grandparents, whether it's overtly or covertly to let their grandchildren know that they're people that you're people also and you have a life how like how would you recommend telling our viewers <coughs> I'm gonna there's a story that you have in the book where you talk about forgetting things and I think that that's tell them that because I think that that's a cute story and that's something that explains a little bit about accepting Grandma. Yeah, I think, I, think it, I think the message is <clears throat> that we, we are not perfect. We are humans. We are not perfect. And I think it's a really good message to show our grandkids that we, we are not perfect. We're, sometimes we, we are silly. We forget our keys. We can't find our glasses. Um, my grandson, I, for, and I just did this over the weekend, he goes, Grammy, where are you going? I always like make the wrong turn. And he's at, at four years old. He's not four. He's eight now. But at four years old, he was literally telling me how to get how to drive. Like, I would be absent-minded. And, and then I laugh at myself. And I said, oh, pretty soon you're going to be driving me around. But it's just, I think it's okay. The message is that it's okay to be human. Be human. And, right. and they think that's really a good message. I like that. Yeah. Right. For sure. And the older they get, they get the more, in, I mean, I have an 11-year-old 11, 11 granddaughter who is knocking my socks off because of what she says and what she does and how she's growing up and what I learn from her and also what I learned from my, my grandson too. But it's also the process is not just us being with them and modeling all the time. We're learning. Yeah. 
that's oh, the it's totally beauty. reciprocal. Yeah, yeah. They totally a reciprocal yeah. relationship. Yes. So much, yes. yeah. But what's so special about you guys and about a lot of people in this world is that they do hit you and a lot of people do pick up on how can I learn also because not like not everybody this does. could be inspirational for viewers not yes. everybody realizes that our children and grandchildren teach us just like we teach them yeah so much so much yeah I mean I think that we I, I learn from my kids every day my grown kids um I love it but I think that but, and from the little kids the the other thing is that the humor that they bring into your life yes. you know absolutely is beautiful yeah, yeah. Yeah, Noah, he has this thing where he, it's so sweet, like, Brian and I were driving one day, and we were like, should we park here, should we park there, we were getting frustrated a little, and Noah in the back seat goes, Dada, tickle mommy, tickle mama. Oh. He didn't want to see that you were, oh, how sweet. I mean, we were just having like, yes. a, it wasn't like, yeah. in anything, because he knows that when we tickle him, he feels better, better. you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's so and sweet. the belly laugh, and, and just how they say the silliest things, the silliest things, and then you just start, yeah, you start laughing, and it just, it evokes that that inner child in all and, of us. And one of ours is shed inhibitions. I, mean, I don't know if you remember the one with shed inhibitions, which is, you know, get on the floor with them, play with them, be silly, yeah. you know, do yeah. fun things. Dress I mean, I up. They love, they love when you're silly. And <laughs> yes. They, this, they think it's hilarious. Right. The more right. joking you can do, they both laugh. I pretend like I park, I'll say to them, oh, I parked the car so far away, and it'll be right there. And they'll go, oh, Grammy, you right. kidded right. me again. It's silly. Yeah. But. yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's the joy of it all. They bring a lot of joy. I mean, yeah. we went back and forth over the name of our book. <laughs> that well, we some of the other. Oh, my God. And we only had about 50 titles I know, we the had most. so many. We oh back and forth the joy of grand. I mean, there's just the joy is, is a special word for us because we almost had the joy of grandparenting, and then that was next. But, no, it's, it's a lot of joy. I, 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 can't, I can't deny that. No, I think it's perfect, and I'm actually going to just announce the title again, again just okay. so everybody has. It's called Grandparenting. Renew, Relive, Rejoice. 52 ways to mindfully connect and grow with your grandkids. So I pulled some of my favorites from the book, from some of my favorite moments. Um, so, and you guys can decide. Um, I thought gratefulness was great. We talked about compassion. Forgiveness. Want to talk about forgiveness? <laughs> um, I, I think that that is something that is hard to do and to show your grandkids that you can forgive or let go I mean think about think about the movie think about Frozen or think about the you know the song um, let it go I mean that's what it is can you can you forgive and there's a whole discussion about that and we give points on how to forgive also in the book we address um, different age groups. We might say to you, this is a good idea for the younger set, or this is a good idea for the older set. So that's something else to remember. But I think that, again, again forgiving is a, is, a non, is a judgmental or non-judgmental way to approach your activities with your grandchildren or to approach. And, you know, it's in this world with bullying 
um, so prevalent, it's really important that these kids learn how to forgive and to understand each other. Hmm. And for to be able to teach a child forgiveness is gold. I mean, mm -hmm. we as humans, no one was teaching us, you know, right. the importance of forgiveness no. and not carrying it around right. with us. Right. Because I mean, I remember hearing it when I was younger. It's only it's only hurting you. It's not hurting the other person. But I didn't really grasp it and feel it and know it until I became an adult. That truly, you set yourself free when you forgive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And to teach a child that. Yeah. Coming from a grandparent, I mean, yeah. right. but again, all of this is a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like you're going to open up the page and say, oh, yeah. right. It's it's just it evolves, and I think again, it takes practice. It takes practice. I mean, this is what we we've said a lot. It is a practice. Mindfulness is a practice. So, do you guys see? Do you imagine grandparents sitting down with their grandchildren and reading this, or is it more like it's your manual and you bring it in with them, okay. or both? Interesting. I think it, I think you can read it with them, but I think it's really about implementing what we've said. Yeah. And so, you know, for each of the 52 moments, we have stories from grandparents that we are really, we love. Some of them are sweet, some of them are poignant, some of them are funny. And I think you can read those stories with them, but I think it's really addressing grandparents on how to deal with their grandchildren. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think um, like we said in the book, I mean, put it next to their bed and just kind of open it up and kind of look at think some, a, a moment. Sometimes you might have a, a specific issue that your, your grandchild is going through, like the sleep issues, or not, they're not listening to you going to sleep, you know, or somebody likes yoga, whatever that particular issue might be. So then, then you would open up the page and kind of do that. Or you can just kind of glance at it and say, oh, this, this is interesting. Or my kid is having some food issues. Like maybe I want to talk to them about nutrition and the hunger fullness part. And it just depends. But I, I, we were thinking of it as a gift book that sits next to your bed and kind of, and it's simple. The thing is this, um, it's a very simple, mindfulness is simple concept, but it's actually very profound. It's a very profound thing to, to actually do. It's not easy. It's it not easy. Practice. It takes a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. Even that's what we wanted to present it in a very um, easy way, user-friendly way for people to be able to understand it. Yes, and it truly does. It truly does take practice. Yeah. It does. You know, first you when you first learn about mindfulness and the benefits, your mind is blown, and then yes. but then it's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Even though it is so simple. But I think. But I like that you're bringing this up and. Um, I believe that this, I'll just throw this out there, there's something called a 33-day practice. There has yes. been studies that when you do something for 33 days, it's more than a month, then it really becomes yeah. a habit mm -hmm. and part of you, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been doing it for many, many years. 33-day practices? No, I've been, I, I, Mindfulness. Actually, I actually meditate almost every day, every morning. So. And I'm sure when you started, it wasn't. Oh, it was so hard. It was Your so, ego. I was like, what am I doing? What is this? Actually, we mentioned Jerome Front in the book. He was my first real, he was the mindfulness teacher who really inspired me. And I took his, his practice for many years, many, many years. And actually, it's a cute story because at the time, um, which was 10 years ago, because my daughter just was married 10 years, so it's 11 years, um, I was planning her wedding. And I was actually in this intense mindfulness training. And what, could, like I wrote in the book, it, I could have just 
focused on the day of the wedding, but because of the mindfulness, I was it was the process of us doing it together. Amazing. And it was the day was great, but it was really and I'll always remember that time we had together. Cuz I cuz I learned to enjoy every day, not the end product, not mm. the end of yeah, it. Yeah, being it's, there. It, yeah, it I really helped me. I think that's such a big deal. It's to enjoy the journey because yes. so as again, I've said, yeah. you know, we're always looking to get to to yes get to the goal to the goal or you know are we there yet are we there yet and it's really can you just take your time and enjoy and I have to remind myself because it's hard I'm I'm a kind of I'm a goal-oriented person so do I want to just get it done or am I going to take my time doing it Um, we were talking about uh, other favorite I mean moments in the book and I have to say that something that Pam, I think, has taught me, or that I have learned a lot through the mindfulness, is something called respond rather than react. Let's talk about this. It's a good one. I think that that's really hard. I mean, I just feel like so many times when somebody says something to me, do I just, do I react, or can I sit there? Take a breath. Take a breath. And, and then think about what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard. And pause a moment is another one in there. Is one of our meditations, which piggybacks right on that. It's P-A-M. Like Pam. I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I did not. The Pam method. Pause the a Pam. moment. And it, it seems so incredible. If you really implement that in your daily life, how that changes things. Mm-hmm. Pause a moment. I'll just add to this because also one of my favorite topics. Um, what I work with and what I teach is that when we, let's say, we're getting triggered. You're talking about getting triggered yeah, by yeah. somebody. When we get triggered, it's actually our unresolved issue. Absolutely. It's not about the other person. So I love the idea of taking the Pam, yeah. <laughs> taking the moment yeah. right. to look inside and say, why am I getting triggered? This is my own thing. It's probably from 10 years ago. Something happened 10 years ago. But do you know what? I have the opportunity now to heal this for the last time if I choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And so then you come back with compassion, maybe, you know, yeah. understanding. Self-compassion. Yeah, Self-compassion. you do the forgiveness. Right. I'm sorry for buying into the m- misbelief that I thought this or I, I believed in this. I felt this of myself. But I know that that's not true. The truth is, etc. And then you come back and I, I even use, sometimes Brian and I, we have discussions, I literally even use the words, this has nothing to do with you. Like, I'm going to work, you know. This is my stuff. And then gonna own this. a lot of times yeah. the other people, the other person feels like they're like, oh, I'm just off. Like, free. Like, ooh, I got off, you know. But it doesn't matter because. Right. And this, now I'll bring back to the grandparent, grandchildren, this would, we don't really get triggered by the grandchildren, but it would be something it could be something that they do or they say that does trigger you of because course. it reminds you of yeah. something from your past. Absolutely. Right? Totally. Question. Yes. Yes. And it's not like, again, Leslie and I are very involved in the day-to-day. I mean, we both do. I mean, I, so you I, are close with them. I mean, and, yeah, I, yeah. and we do, we help with homework, we drive, we discipline. I mean, it's like we're there on the front lines, both of us. So it's a, it's, it's a different. It's not like oh, we're just taking them to the movies and buying them all this junk yes. and then say bye-bye. No, it's it's very different. As a matter of fact, I really wanted the book to be called Presence Above Presence 
Get it? Yes, presence, yes, and, yes, and yes. the presence like like that it. it's in there somehow. But because it's it's not just about parent grandparenting, it's not just about giving them gifts and spoiling them. Right. It's not like that. It's anymore. a real relationship. It's a real relationship, and it's and it, it is. We are going to be triggered. At times so we are. Especially we are. If we don't listen. Right. Do either Absolutely. one of you have a great example as an inspiration? You don't have to get into what the unresolved issue was, but but just when you got triggered and how you dealt with it, a specific situation. Well, I can in the book I talk about. <clears throat> One day, our granddaughter was at our house, and she has long, beautiful hair, and she washed her hair, and she got out, and it was kind of cold. It was a cold night, and we were going to go out, and I said to her, you need to dry your hair, and we had a little, some, you know, not everybody likes to dry their hair, and I said, you really do have to do it. So she took a brush that I have, and she wrapped her hair around this brush, and her hair got stuck oh, no. in the brush. And it was not funny. We couldn't get it out. And she was screaming. She was screaming, cut my hair. Oh my God. I'm really upset. And my husband was there, who was, I think, better about this than I was. I mean, he kept saying, okay, let's figure this out. How are we gonna do this? We're calling her mother because her mother, you know, she was she was hysterical. And eventually we realized that if we took a gallon of cream rinse (laughs) and put it on the brush, that her hair would kind of melt away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we hopped into the shower, the two of us, and put the cream rinse on and got the hair to be removed from the brush. And it ended up being a pretty calm experience but it was something between my husband and between me that we had to really concentrate on and not escalated yes. yeah 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 so yeah oh. it's, it's not, none of this is easy it's it's all you know but this is life I mean this is real real relationships like you talk about real yeah. relationships, real relationships. Yeah. and I also I just love that you're bringing up that you guys do have real relationships with your grandchildren because not everybody does. No, and maybe don't. there are people out there that have yes. that have the yearning to, but they've their ego has brought up excuses. I don't live close enough. Maybe their parents don't want me to be around. Whatever the stories are, but I I love that you guys are doing this. It's bringing awareness to the importance of that beautiful relationship with your grandchildren. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, and how much value we can bring to them. You know, all parties all get parties, value. Everybody gets, it's a win-win. <laughs> there is, a, I don't know the, the percentage, but there is a study about um, grandparents being close, um, grandchildren being close to their grandparents and what that does because it adds other value. It adds more confidence. There's something about the expand, you know, the extended family, where they have a lot of people that love them, yeah. so they're Makes feeling sense. more com- They're feeling more confident. Yes, I mean, like I said, my yeah. my grandma was like my therapist years ago. Right. Right. That's so great, it's wonderful. I, on great. Sunday brunches, I'd go and 
sit and have bagels with my grandparents. My grandpa would ask, my grandpa got into it. He asked me about, about like my dating life and then he'd like tune into <laughs> the, the Cubs game. But then my grandma and I, we'd walk upstairs and sit on the couch, on a couch. And talk. I love and it. And she was like my therapist, yeah. So it really is a special relationship. Right. So there's one more topic and then I definitely want to keep enough time at the end for you guys to really tell people how to get your book and how okay. to contact okay. you guys. Thank you. Um, but just one more thing that I thought was so cute and I actually brought it up with Noah last night was you guys talk about having like a quiet place and you, and this is an example of where they have like for young ones, for toddlers and then ha- and the older ones and you can tell them more. But for the young ones it was have a quiet place. It just seemed so inviting and sweet quiet place with pillows and stickers and I was thinking this would be great for Noah because he doesn't always want to have take the nap but it is the quiet time and I asked him I was like would you like to have some pillow special area just for you with pillows and and you can draw and and so he said he would he would want to do that so I I thought that you guys bring (laughs) that up and I think that that the quiet time is something to definitely teach your grandchildren I think it's I think we there's respect silence and um, and listen. Those are two that we listen. have in in the book. And yeah. For I the th- older kids, it was about in listening to your inner. Yes. Inner. Right? Inner. That's Which right. Is a gift. A gift. Yeah. I mean, that's another part of mindfulness is to be able to really listen to not always be talking and to really be present and with what the other person is saying. So you know, really hearing what you're saying and respecting silence. It's okay to be silent. We don't always have to be talking every second. So that's an and important the gifts, message. The gifts that. are in the silence. Exactly. Yes, that's because exactly right. exactly, they are. Because in the silence, lots of times you can figure out what it is that's really bothering yeah. you. I mean, that's the whole thing about meditating um, and learning uh, Learning to meditate is that when you, are you thinking, oh my gosh, what, uh, should I be doing something else? Should I not be sitting here? Should I not be breathing? Should I... What, should I be concentrating on something else? And at the same time, it's no. It's just to settle in. Go in and listen inside to mm-hmm. what inside, is going yes. on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 um, some of the schools, a lot of the schools around the country, they are doing mindfulness. Um, and they may have an assembly where there's a, a, you know, a little bowl and a little gong, and the kids... Yeah have no, to it's, learn it's to settle down, down. or the classroom it, it is it changes it, it's a great way to start the day amazing yeah I love what this world is coming to you know like that we have this now yes, for our children exactly. yes. yeah. okay so let's kind of go over how people can maybe reach you guys individually how they can buy your book because it's happening soon and this book will change your life thank you you're welcome thank you <laughs> see, see, they're so sweet. Well, it's on Amazon right now. You can pre-order on Amazon. That's one thing. Um, our website is almost up right right now. Right. So that'll be you just go um, grandparenting rejoice and dot com and you can get our website and we'll have you know articles and things there that you can find out. Um, what else? I mean, and on the website, you will see that you can connect to. Pam through her website, and you can connect to um, my website. I have a, um, a another partner that I do uh, my grandparents link, which is a grandparenting website, and um, that's filled with all kinds of things that you can do as a grandparent. Things you can learn. It talks about relationships. It talks about being mindful. 
um, and you can connect to us that way. But I think that you know we have now brought some of our articles, like Pam's article on on mindfulness, and another article on mind on mindfully eating, um, mm. are going to be on our as soon as the website is up are going to be up, um, and we would love for you to pre-order our book and it look at it, and I think that you will enjoy it. It's a great book. It's a great gift book, but it's a great book to keep by your bedside. And as Pam said, just open up one page at a time. You don't have to read the whole book. That's what's so great. You can read two pages and close it. Yeah. But you Whatever should read resonates. the whole book. Yes. <laughs> if you feel like it, because it's all amazing. <laughs> and also your Instagram, which is amazing. Oh, Very yes. inspirational. Yes, yes. Well, I have that. Grandparents Link has an, Insta- has an Instagram. And... Um, I think we may have to have an Instagram. <laughs> You're gonna, you, you gotta do it. I know. Yeah. I think we. From we'll everything have to do I've it. learned, which is not a lot, I can help you with Instagram. Okay. I'm learning every day. Okay. So okay. grandparents link is the Instagram. Just grandparents. Grandparents. Grand- it's just grandparents. Link. Grandparents. Yeah. Link. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. But I'm thinking that you know, as Pam and I are delving into all of this and having the website and having the book. Selling the book, yeah. I think that we Hop may on need board. to, yeah, <laughs> yes. may need to do an Instagram, yes. yeah, yeah. Hop on board, yeah. So thank you for joining us, and if you ever need to contact me, I'm at therelationshipexpert.com, and my Instagram is therelationshipx, like a kiss, pert. I was on a podcast in New York the other week, and I was saying X, and they were like, "Oh, that's so cute! It's like X for kiss," and that's like perfect. Okay, so the relationship X, not ex, but X. TheRelationshipExpert.com. The Relationship Expert, actually. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, this was so wonderful. And the best part is that I love bringing people in to bring up all different types of love. We don't just talk about romantic relationships here because I love love and we can love our family members and the gift of love is the best thing you can do in the world. And there's nothing like the love that you feel for your grandkids. Oh my God. Yes. Nothing like it. It's very, it's different. Different. It's different. Different. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody have a wonderful evening. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.